0: Hey, this is Shannon Kay, and you're listening to Get Real. Hey, everyone, this is Shannon Kay, and welcome to Get Real. Our guest for today is an amazing actress and writer. Known for her incredible guest star role in Handmaid's Tale, please welcome the Emmy-nominated Kelly Jenrette.
1: Hi, thank you so much for having me. Thank you. How are you? I am doing well. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. How's quarantine going for you? Quarantine is not so bad. I am very much a homebody. So this is kind of like normal life. Mm -hmm. Um, Except when there are times where my husband and I just want to go and hang out, then it gets a a little real that, oh, okay, things are pretty restrictive but for the most part we've just been hanging around the house enjoying each other.
0: That's great well I want to just you know go back to the very beginning of your career so let's start with how did you start into acting was it something that you always knew from the very beginning or was it something that you
1: decided? Um, you know I think it was something I think both So I I always knew that I loved the arts and acting and singing and dancing. I always loved that. But as I got older, I kind of talked myself out of Mm -hmm. that being a real job for whatever reason. Um, But I would do plays throughout high school. Even as a kid, I would write stories Mm -hmm. Um, writing books and things Um, I had a radio show when I was nine years old eight or nine years old that I yeah that I did just I I recorded it was just at home I was everything I was the DJ I was the talent I was the comedian I interviewed myself (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was pretty silly but I I think that it's it is something that I always loved.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, that's so sweet. I mean, I'm 19 and just started my podcast, but like starting from the age of eight and nine, that's incredible.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's so cool that you have this podcast. It's definitely um, something to be commended for sure.
0: Thank you so much. Yeah. All right, well, so I heard that you went to um, Xavier University in New Orleans to become a forensic psychologist, but then mm-hmm. you to, you know, get into acting, and you went back home, and you started going to theaters um, to act, so what was, how was that decision making, was that, like, right in that moment, you felt that you were, like, nope, I'm gonna go back home and do what I love, or was it, like, you know, you just wasn't, into the whole psychology thing?
1: (laughs) I think it goes back to what I was saying earlier, that feeling of acting is not a real job.
0: Mm. So when
1: I graduated, I said, I'm going to go to Xavier. I'm going to be a forensic psychologist because that kind of stuff always fascinated me.
0: Mm. And
1: so I went to Xavier two years. Second year, we really got into my major saw all of the science classes I was going to have to take and I aced the first test, but I was like, I don't think I want to take all of these science classes. So I'd much rather just play one on TV. And that's when I decided to transfer back home to Georgia State University, get my degree in theater. And I said, Kelly, let's just go for it. You know, acting is a real job. Mm -hmm. It will take a lot of work, but it's something that you're passionate about. And if you are consistent, prepared and committed, we'll see how it goes.
0: Absolutely. Well, I'm so glad that you took this decision and we got to see your incredible talent.
1: Yeah, (laughs) me too. Thank you.
0: Of course. So, you know, getting into L.A., Um, and trying to get jobs and trying to get your career started. How challenging was that? Especially being, you know, a black woman, you know, I've heard a lot of stories from, you know, industry people who are like people of color, you know, they've always had some sort of um, experience uh, towards, you know, racism and, and all different kind of stuff going on. So was there any moment in your life that you faced any racism or anything that hurt you or led you down? And if so, what made you sort of like overcome those obstacles?
1: Really great question. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like I have been a a victim or on the receiving end of overt racism. It's been kind of, you know, the things that were said, people telling me um, how articulate I am um, or how, Um, different words for that, you're so proper, you speak so very well, as if that is a strange thing to be a Black woman who is articulate and can speak well and has a very good vocabulary. Um, Those were the kind of things that I was subjected to, more so than overt racism, someone calling me out my name. Um, I have had People follow me around stores, um, so I guess that is a little bit more overt, but still not coming out and saying anything. Just kind of following me around, and when I look up, then they look away. That kind of thing. Um, as far as in acting, what I have found when I first moved out here, the type of roles were very stereotypical, where it was okay. Well, you'll be um, a hoe or you will be um, the black ghetto girl mm. or you know different things like that and and just the character descriptions urban um, and I found that it was interesting that even even sometimes and i I have to pay attention to it more now, but yeah um, the marketing. You could have the same product you can have a white woman and she is on the box with her husband has a ring on her finger same product you will have a black woman by herself no ring on her finger and i noticed that in commercials i don't see it as much now but it's those kind of things that are they send messaging that you know black women are single they don't they aren't married they have multiple children, um, those kind of things. So that's just been my experience, but I will say that has not been my experience as of late. And I think not only because maybe things are changing, but I am changing and the things that I will accept into my life have changed. There are things that I'm just saying no to, I'm not going to do that.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And- you know, I feel like just being, you know, stereotyped into one box, is really hard to uh, break out, you know, especially like you just mentioned, um, you know, people would just give you certain type of roles based on your looks or your race. So that's just incredible, um, you know, that, that you did not fall for that. And you always said no to those type of roles. And, you know, it's just so amazing to see what you know, all those no's ended up being this amazing, great talent and this, you know, Emmy nominated actress.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I will say that in the beginning, I was afraid to say no. And so I did say yes to some of those things. But I think as I kind of matured in in what it was that I wanted to accomplish, uh, matured in age-wise, matured spiritually, there were just things that I realized I could not accept because they did not fit into who I knew I was.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. and like you know, like you just mentioned, some of the things that you had to say no, be- yes, to actually because you were starting off your career. Um, mm-hmm. So, how hard was it to like decide which roles? You know it's it's good for me and which roles I can sort of kind of do because you know it just it doesn't really come to you as an actress because you know it's your as people say that you know as actors or musicians or artists we have a responsibility and we technically represent
1: our culture um mm-hmm. so how hard was that you know it <laughs> it can be pretty challenging. Um, One, I remember the first time my team told me to say no to uh, a pilot that I had booked. And it wasn't so much about the role as it was about the contract. So for an actor, just saying no in general is very scary because we always feel like, well, if I say no, then I'm not gonna get anything else. Is the casting director gonna to wanna to hire me? Those kind of things. But I have such an amazing team that um, really encourages me. And they were saying, we know the trajectory of your career where we want to take it. So when you have to say no, just say no and be confident in that. And the reality is casting directors are not sitting around like, oh, Kelly said no, okay, well, I'm going to put her on this list. They have hundreds of other submissions that they're trying to to go through. So it's just like, okay. And I, I believe that you have to teach people how to treat you. And that's no different with Hollywood. You have to teach Hollywood how to treat you, how to see you. So saying yes to things that I'm not passionate about Mm-hmm. Um, things that don't move me, things that don't challenge me, even if it is a role that may be different than who I am. For example, the character Delanda that I played in the Netflix film All Day and a Night, she is polar opposite from me. Um, but I had to find the things that, I had to find the commonalities between us so that I could stop judging her which is what i did um in the beginning and just find a way to be able to sit in that character so i think that for me um moving past the the what is challenging i do that by one if it's something that i'm not passionate about i won't take it Mm
0: -hmm. but if it
1: is and it's something that is different from me then i find a way to do my job, you know, and portray this character.
0: Absolutely. And like, you know, speaking of, um, the whole sort of like people of color, you know, as, as we all know, we went through a massive movement, uh, the black lives matter. So what is your take on that? You still feel like, um, there's still injustice that needs to be corrected, or do you see some sort of change towards the black lives?
1: I think that as long as human beings exist on this earth, there will always be room for change and growth Mm -hmm. um, because just our, our innate nature is to be selfish, to think of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I think, although it was so brutally tragic, what happened to, Ahmaud Aubrey and George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and the countless thousands of others who came before them dating all the way back to slavery, I believe that what happened this year was a true shaking of that systemic racism and people really being able to see what Black people have been going through for hundreds of years. And, you know, I... I heard Reverend Al Sharpton say when he was eulogizing uh, George Floyd because he's been around for so long and he's gone through the civil rights movement that he's never seen protesting done on such a large scale with such a diverse group of people, whether you were black, white, Hispanic, Asian, like everyone um, from London to here out in the United States, like everyone, Africa, people were protesting and coming together. And so I definitely think that things are changing. Mm -hmm. Um, And yet I know that because this systemic racism has been around for so long and it is rooted in the, the fabric of our culture, it is going to be difficult to really kind of uproot all of the damage that has been that has been done, but I think that for those that remnant that are passionate about seeing reform, if they remain passionate about it and then put work behind the passion, um, that we can begin to see some real change
0: mm-hmm. absolutely, and I just hope that we see this change very very soon and that you know all this systematic racism can just go away so you know people of our color and actually anyone would be you know able to feel free and feel safe in the environment or at their jobs or anywhere you know Mm -hmm.
1: absolutely like I want us to be able to leave a better world for people like you, Shannon, and my nephew, Jonathan, who just turned 20 and I have a five year old niece and, you know, I just want this world to be a better place for the next generation that is coming up. Um, and, and I believe that your generation will affect change.
0: Absolutely. Well, I hope so too. And I'm going to be doing my best to change the world for the better.
1: <laughs> yes, I believe it.
0: <laughs> All right. For So in addition to your acting, you've been currently writing an uh, mm-hmm. amazing new stage play of yours. So tell us something about that and, you know, the whole process of writing and have you found any similarities and differences between, you know, acting and writing? Is it really
1: hard? <laughs> You know, it is definitely uh, a challenge and this play that I'm writing about Betty Shabazz and uh, Coretta Scott King was kind of birthed in me through this play called The Meeting written by Jeff Stetson and it is an imagined meeting between Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and Malcolm X. And I was so moved by this conversation. And I went up to Jeff after the play. And I was like, it would be amazing to see something like this between Betty and Coretta. And he kind of smiled and walked away. And someone overheard me say that. And they said, well, you should write it. And I did the same thing to them that Jeff did to me. I smiled and walked away because I was like, me, no way. Am I going to write it? You know, fear just kind of bubbled right on up inside of me and was like, nope, you can't do it. Mm -hmm. And then I started working with um, some amazing young women um, and we were thinking about starting a theater collective and we started that theater collective, uh, Black Rebirth Collective, and They asked like, what are you passionate about? And I mentioned this play, Betty and Coretta, and they said, great, get to writing. And I was like, what do you mean, Like, just just write? And it's like, yeah, start off writing a prayer. And that's what I did. It started off with a prayer from Betty Shabazz, and then it just kind of went from there. But what I did realize was, instead of allowing these women to speak and be full-bodied women, who had their own opinions and thoughts and dreams. I, in the first three or four drafts, cause I'm currently on draft number seven, <laughs> um, the first four drafts, they were kind of like talking heads for their husbands and their movement. And they were not women who could speak for themselves and have their own mind. So I was kind of falling into that trap. Because oftentimes when we think of Betty Shabazz or Coretta Scott King, we only think of them as the wives or widows of these amazing men. And so as I begin to really kind of sit with them um, and do research. I got to see these women had dreams before they married these men and they still had dreams even afterwards but how they kind of not only married these amazing men but they also married the movements that they led and you know the to to answer your question about the similarities and differences between acting and writing I think the similarities are just simply focusing on the truth, whether Mm -hmm. it's in acting, and I'm doing a scene or I'm working with someone else, I just need to tell the truth of that character. And that's what I want to do in writing. The difference I think um, is or one of the many differences is being able to kind of remove myself from it and really just focus on the voices of these women because that's something that I like about the meeting. It definitely feels like, oh, this is something that Martin Luther King would say, or this is definitely something Malcolm would say. So wanting to just really kind of allow the voices of these women to come through in the writing.
0: Wow, that sounds incredible. I am so inspired. Thank you. <laughs> and I'm just so excited to watch the play. Will it be coming next year?
1: Uh, That is the hope. You know, it's funny, we were we were set to do the world premiere on September 26. So it was going to be this Saturday. And I just looked at my calendar and saw it was on there. And I was like, Oh, no, but then you know, COVID had its world premiere. So that kind (laughs) of shut everything down. So that is definitely the hope that we can do the world premiere sometime next year.
0: Oh, well, I'm so excited, and I'll be waiting for the world premiere to happen.
1: Absolutely. Thank you.
0: Of course. So my last question before we move on to this amazing, cool game segment is, um, so you were, you know, you had such great fun working on the sets of The Handmaid's Tale. How was the experience of that? And, you know, from there to being nominated um, at the Emmys, like, what was the, what was going on in your head like you know through this whole process like were you excited were you nervous like did you know you were going to get nominated
1: Ooh you know just kind of going back to that moment I remember when I booked it I was very excited I had not finished the complete season um at that time because I remember I just watched the pilot of season Mm -hmm. one. And at the end, I was like, I don't know if I can watch this show. It's, it's, it's dark. And it's just, I don't know if I can watch it. And then I booked it. And I was like, Oh, you have to watch it now to, you know, really understand the tone Mm -hmm. um, of this show. And I ended up finishing watching it while I was in Toronto shooting. Mm -hmm. And I remember when my first day on set um, meeting Elizabeth Moss and she just came up to me and she thanked me for being there said that my tape was amazing and I'm like you're thanking me for being here like thank you for allowing me to be here Um, and it was a very warm and welcoming set everyone it's it's so interesting because the show is so dark but every time they yell cut you know there is just joy and light kind of happening and laughter Um, I wasn't really in that place because I was a guest star and I really wanted to focus on my character and stay in in the head frame of where my character was at the time because the scene was so heavy Mm -hmm. Um, but of course afterwards you know it was just a, a really beautiful moment and then getting to meet um some of the other cast meeting um OT who plays June's husband. Um it was just a really amazing opportunity. And and when it came to the Emmys, I did not think that I would be nominated. You know, I had two scenes. One scene I had no words in at all, so it was probably I don't know it was definitely under five minutes of screen time, and so when I found out that my name was on the ballot as an Emmy nominee, I was speechless i and 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 when I found words, I just kept saying No, 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 what no you know, mm-hmm. and uh then my husband called and um he said babe you're an emmy nominated actress and i said oh my god i know do you know if you were nominated because he was also on the ballot to be nominated in the short form category and he said he didn't know he just um saw that i was and i said well let me look up and see if you're nominated and i looked it up and he was and i was like babe oh my god you're nominated too and so to be nominated together you know we are the first african-american married couple to be nominated in the same year it was such an exciting and overwhelming and humbling experience to, to go through that still brings a smile to my face um, even now. So it was, it was an amazing time. And <clears throat> excuse me, I'm truly grateful to God for the experience.
0: Oh, well, I want to congratulate you again. Thank you. you. <laughs> an incredible job. And I just cannot wait to see more of your work. And speaking of that, would you like to share as any new cool pro- projects coming up ne- for next year?
1: Well, I will be shooting um, a pilot in a couple of weeks as a recurring character. I don't know if I am allowed to say the name of it. So um, I, I won't do that because I don't want to get in trouble. But <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I will be shooting that in the next couple of weeks. And that probably won't come out until the top of next year. but who knows what the way things are going and, and you know the shooting schedules and people just now kind of revving up. I don't know if they may try to fast forward and, and try to release it this year, but I have a feeling that it probably will be next year. So yeah, that's, that's one thing that's coming up. And then the play is the other.
0: Oh, well that sounds incredible. I think next year is gonna be awesome for you. And oh, thank you. I'm excited for all your new projects. <laughs>
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: Of course. All right. So now we're going to move on to this really cool game segment. Okay. I have these bunch of questions for you and all you got to do is answer them.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sounds simple enough.
0: Yeah. Kind of like a rapid fire.
1: (laughs) Okay. All right. You ready? (laughs) Mm -hmm, I think so.
0: (laughs) All right. So the first one is, which talent would you most like to have? Singing. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What's your biggest pet peeve?
1: Biggest pet peeve incorrect English.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. If there was a movie based in your life, what would it be called?
1: Ooh, perfectly inconsistent.
0: Mm -hmm. I like that. Yeah. All right. Tell us one thing people don't know about
1: you. Ooh, one thing people don't know about me. That is a a challenging one because I try to be pretty transparent. Um, Gosh, one thing people don't know about me. I am i i climbed out of my bedroom window because there was a bug in my living room and i could not get out the front door (laughs) that's how afraid of bugs i am
0: (laughs) here oh my gosh i would have done the same thing honestly (laughs) well that's
1: good to know thank you
0: (laughs) all right um do you have any guilty pleasure
1: Ooh, guilty pleasure Um, and I know this is supposed to be rapid fire and I'm like come on Kelly you can do it guilty pleasure um you know what I will watch um like the the YouTube videos of Marines coming home and surprising their families like I can watch that for hours on end and I'll just sit in front of my laptop and just cry bawling my eyes out um so, yeah, I would say that's my guilty pleasure.
0: Aw, that's so cute. <laughs> I don't think there's anything to be guilty of that, but that's just yeah. So <laughs> All right. On what occasion do you lie?
1: Ooh. Well, now, I definitely uh, do my best to not lie, but what I what I do realize is sometimes like people are like how are you doing and I'm like I'm fine when I'm actually not fine like I am (laughs) having a terrible day or I'm on the brink of tears or I just finished bawling my eyes out so that I those occasions where people are like oh how are you doing and I feel like well they don't have the time or I don't want to make them sad Mm. that's when I'll be like oh I'm fine
0: Oh my gosh. I feel like I just met my twin. (laughs) (laughs) I do exactly the same. Like whenever I have another zoom meeting or, you know, meeting people in person, I'm just like, I'm fine. Even though I just cried 20 minutes ago, but right. (laughs) Mm -hmm. All right. Last question. One embarrassing moment from your life.
1: One embarrassing moment from my life. (laughs) Um, Well, The most recent thing i can think of um i fell down my stairs (laughs) um and i don't know how it happened um i don't know if i just had a clumsy moment or if it was the ridiculous ridiculously uh torn up house shoes that i was wearing um but i just kind of like i slipped down the first two and because I was wearing these workout lycra fabric pants I just slid down the rest of the stairs Mm -hmm. and landed like on the bottom stairs and my husband came running and he was like oh my god what happened because it sounded way worse than it actually was Uh um I wasn't I wasn't hurt or anything but uh it was it was pretty embarrassing it was pretty (laughs) embarrassing I'm just glad that it was just between my husband and myself and no one else was here to, to see it.
0: Oh my gosh, that does sound very funny.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny. He didn't find it too funny only because I think he didn't he didn't see me. He just heard it. But I was like, no, I'm totally fine. And, and it was pretty funny.
0: Yeah, I think he'll laugh the next time he falls down the stairs.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> he falls up the stairs, which is really weird.
0: Oh, that's so strange.
1: I know, I know. Every time, like I can, I'll be sitting looking at TV, and I, he'll go upstairs, and I hear him, and it's like a, you know, he he falls, and I'm like, how do you fall going up the stairs?
0: Wow. Okay. <laughs> Must be a great talent. <laughs>
1: I know, right? He should put it on his resume. <laughs> Falling up the stairs. Right. <laughs>
0: Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I had so much fun talking to you and hearing your stories and absolutely being inspired by you. Um, It was just incredible and lovely speaking to you.
1: Awesome. I feel the exact same way, Shannon, and I pray that you have much continued success with your podcast and that it just blows up beyond anything that you could have imagined
0: oh thank you so much you're so yeah. sweet and i hope nothing but the best for you for the future projects and everything and i'm so looking forward for everything that you have for all of your viewers and your fans and myself
1: awesome thank you so much
0: thank you have a great one
1: okay you too Bye-bye. bye bye